Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Tyler Rodriguez released the singles All She Is and Missed Calls last year and since then she's been busy appearing at festivals and touring Queensland and every time I check her social media there's something else going on but she has had time to record a brand new and rather haunting beautiful single called Way Out West so I'd like to ask her about that. Hi Tyler. Hello how are you? I'm very well thank you but as I said you're haunted by this single it's just from the very first time I heard it I was like oh one of those things that really gets a grip on you um and so like right from the first verse from the first listen I'm wondering what the story is behind it um so this song I actually wrote um it's it's a bit of a weird one for me like thinking about the writing process because it was a whole range of sort of emotions I feel like in all the other songs that I've written in the past and songs that I'm still writing today you know it's kind of one thought and one feeling that you carry on throughout the entire song. But, you know, I started writing this song with the idea of, um, you know, how would I feel if I were to lose somebody super important to me? And like, what what would that kind of, I guess, put me through emotionally and mentally and things like that. And I guess I started with the chorus with that in mind. And then I sort of went through some things, um, lost some people in my life, like whether it's a friendship or a relationship or things like that. And then it was kind of after that, a bit of you know the whole grieving process because when you I guess end a relationship of any kind uh, romantic friendship you know anything in life you you're grieving that the loss of that person but then I guess what you're left with is sort of the memory of them as well so um it was kind of all of that bundled up into one big idea and I think yeah the verses came after that and I think you can really hear that grieving process throughout the entirety of the song which I, I really like and when I started sort of shipping it off to people or sending little videos and going you know what do, what do you sort of think I kind of got the same response um from a lot of people as well they're like this is gut-wrenching because it's really real and I was like yeah like that's that's what I wanted it to be it was a song that started vulnerable so it was only right to sort of end it that way and yeah, so I'm really proud of how it came out and I hope that people kind of feel that story as well and can relate to it in some Absolutely. way. Absolutely. It's, it's there in the way you sing it as well because um, your voice sounded really delicate while also sounding strong. So I'm wondering if you, when you went to record it, did it take a while to connect with how you wanted to sing it or do you think just through the writing process you had that already in mind when you when you went to record? Yeah, well, but I guess because... Uh, all the emotions behind it were really real for me. It was pretty easy. I recorded with um, Rusty Crook. He was also the producer for this for this song, and he, him, and I work really well together. This was the first time I'm working with him, and I absolutely loved it because from the very beginning, I think he really got my vision and got exactly what the song was about. You know, I sent him some reference tracks and, you know, sent him kind of basically the story behind it. And he was like, yeah, okay, that's deep. And I was like, yeah. Um, But, you know, we went into the studio and yeah, I think it is a roller coaster. Like you said, in the beginning, it's quite, I guess, a delicate sort of, um, that's the feeling of like, you know, uh, 
how I'd feel if this person was to walk away. And then I guess um, verse two, sort of like, you know, if you've lost that person or that relationship with that person is kind of at its breaking point or at its end. And um, so, yeah, I was able to connect with those emotions really well. Um, you know, I took a moment before I recorded each each part and really just channeled into what emotions I felt when I wrote the song and just, yeah, really wanted people to feel that or when they heard it. And so we spent a lot of time sort of just doing bits and pieces of the song over and over just to really capture that emotion. Is it tiring or emotionally overwhelming when you're recording something like that or when you were recording that song? Because as you said, you're going back into the emotions you felt when you wrote it. So I would imagine there is a a process that goes on for that. Yes, yes, you're right. And I think it's something that people don't talk about too often, uh, songwriters, especially when they're speaking so um, honestly and being so raw with with their music. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. And it was a big thing as well about getting it sort of done, not in a rush, but like in big sessions, because you bring yourself back to that emotion you're in it at that time so it's kind of like it's like when you start reading a book and then you put it down for a couple of weeks and you kind of forget what's going on and you got to re-pick up that those feelings and emotions and so we were doing really big days i went to tamworth to record this and so like there was one day we did something like a like nine ten hours just like can't like just the whole day um going over it um for that very reason because it was like you don't want to sort of step out of that Mm-hmm. what you're feeling and what emotions you're putting into the song at that time and so I guess it is like I was leaving pretty drained ready for bed but um you know <laughs> it's all worth it in the end yeah and I wonder whether that process of doing so many hours on it is a way of of breaking down any layers you had over the the raw emotion if that makes sense like getting you maybe that was you know Rusty had that method of just getting you to record 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 until you kind of reach that point because you can hear that in your voice there's this there is, as I said, there's del- it's a delicacy to it and and strength to it, and there is not raw because that's that implies the vocals aren't polished, but there is a sense of emotion being right there on the surface. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's exactly what I wanted as well. Like like I said earlier, Rusty and I had really good, lots of really good conversations about what I wanted from this track, and actually. Um, it's a bit of a, a surprise, but there may or may not be an acoustic version of this track as well in the process. And um, so, you know, for that exact reason, like I just wanted it to be as vulnerable as possible because that's how I wrote the song. And so that's how I want it to, I guess, be put out into the world as well and people to feel what I was feeling. And, you know, that's that's what allows people to, I guess, open themselves and relate to something as well. I think when they can hear that you're being vulnerable, you know, it's kind of mm. be that back. Mm-hmm. Um, and in being vulnerable to your audience, and as you said, you hadn't written a song like this before, there's a certain amount of courage required, I guess, to put that out to say, okay, well, this is, this is, I'm not hiding behind any story here. These are things I felt. Did it feel, um, once you hadn't had it all done already to go did you feel like okay I've, I kind of accept that that's now going to other people and I've ended that part of my story and I'm now sharing it with others yeah I that is a big thing I think during the writing process obviously all of your emotions are very involved but exactly like you just said it it does come with a bit of relief like once you kind of have the bravery to to decide one yeah I want to talk about this to I want to share this with other people, I guess you're 100% right. Step three is kind of going, okay, chapter closed. 
Like I've told my story now, I've felt my feelings. Um, now it's time for people to, you know, hear them or relate to them or um, I guess feel the same way. And yeah, you you kind of, you know, sign, seal, delivered and off it goes and yeah, next chapter. <laughs> so has it changed the way you write songs? Because as you said before that, you'd written about, you know, one emotion or one theme, but now there's a that's a storytelling song. So are you writing songs in that vein? I definitely it's yes. I think I think the short answer is yes. <laughs> Once I wrote this song, I kind of actually finished it and I was like, wow, because initially, like in the beginning, it was supposed to be, like I said, this just really soft, sort of sweet song. Um just about yeah what what would happen if you were to lose somebody and then a little bit of anger got involved and things like that and so it's definitely made me um explore the process of putting a whole story into a song rather than just a, a little chapter of it if that makes sense um so yeah it's definitely changed something that about writing songs is that there's always something new to learn because there's not really a right or wrong so it's kind of like initially when I first started writing songs, I was like, okay, what's, how does this work? What's the, um, you know, we've got a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever. Um, but as I keep writing songs and it's kind of like, obviously there's something that sticks. Like when you release music, you hope that it charts or you hope that, you know, there's things you hope it's successful, but there's just so many different ways of going about it and there really is no right or wrong and i think that is the most beautiful part about songwriting for me because every time i write something i'm like okay i'm not a fan of this and this isn't really the traditional way of going about it but it's like i can do it like it's you know i can if i want to and i think that's really cool when you said i'm not a fan of this do you mean you're not a fan of the process or do you mean you're that critical of every song you write that you go no i don't like that i'm that critical of every song i write yeah <laughs> it takes a lot of um i like to get a lot of feedback from lots of people because i'm pretty sure every songwriter goes through this but you know you get to some points where it feels like either everything sounds the same or um you know you just yeah, kind of going over the same things. You get a bit of writer's block. So I love going to, you know, mum and dad are my best critics. I'll go to friends, I'll go to other songwriters and I just, you know, what do you think? Is this is this sound like the last thing I wrote or does this sound like, and you know, they're, they're all brutally honest, which I love. <laughs> so it sounds like your parents are not, they're not softening it because you're their daughter. They're not saying, oh, you're wonderful or whatever. They're just going. No, no, no. They keep it real with me, but I, I like it that way. Right. So do you uh, do you tend to dedicate some time to songwriting, especially now that it seems like you might be on a bit of a, you know, a, a role or a trajectory after writing this song? Do, are you setting aside time regularly to write or do you just write whenever you can? Because you do have a few things going on. Yeah, I do. I do. And actually, it's funny that you bring that up because I've, like, on all the interviews I've done, like, everyone knows that I just am so unorganised when it comes to writing because I, you know, there was a time where I'd sit down and I go, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I can't sit down and just think of something. It's always kind of like when I'm doing random things, when I'm driving, when I'm in the shower, something pops into your head and then you get your voice memos up on your phone and um, you kind of just go from there. But um, as of lately, I'm actually, uh, and this is the first time I'm saying this as well, but I'm actually working towards releasing an EP next year. Um, so there's heaps and heaps of writing going on at the moment. Just like I am allocating time here and there um, also because I'm doing a couple of co-writes. Um, 
So there has been, yeah, blocks kind of set out for songwriting, but yeah, don't get me wrong. The ideas come at all sorts, <laughs> middle of the night, <laughs> whatever. Um, and often those are the ones that stick, but yeah, recently I have been trying to sit down and really get some songs pumped out. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'm excited to hear that there's an EP coming. That's good news. Yes. No, I'm I'm really excited. Um, and Way Out West, I've decided, is going to be the first first track of the, that EP because it's, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm really proud of and I think it really um, uh, highlights and embodies sort of the style that I want to go towards as an artist. Um, I know that's something that's always going to grow and change, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned showing your songs or sending your songs to your, your harshest critics or, your, or a panel of. Um, yeah. I suppose these days with social media for some artists, it's testing it on social media as well. So do you tend to find you like to play a little bit of a song you're working on and get feedback or is that just too much feedback from other people? I think, yeah, I think that's definitely social media is a huge platform, obviously. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, I am my own uh, worst critic and so it definitely goes to my panel of people before I kind of gain the confidence to to get it out onto social media um, but then usually yeah that's the next step and then after that and I see you know is this something that people like is it not really something that's going to stick um, but yeah then after that usually um, comes starting to play it at shows and then getting feedback that way as well um, and then yeah it's kind of that long list of process and then it's okay well maybe do I want to record this or nod and so yeah that's kind of a process I've stuck to so far. Now I'm going to take you back to the start of the year and even though Tamworth was a while ago I did see some press about you um, performing at Tamworth and so it obviously well it seemed to be a really successful festival for you but how did you feel it went? Yeah it was it was an incredible incredible festival I was I just felt so lucky because it was my yeah second Tamworth so the first Tamworth Country Music Festival um, I ever went to was the one that they did in April just after we came out of COVID um, so uh, and it, like everyone sort of told me that that was kind of half a festival in comparison to what they usually get in, in normal times and so yeah this year it was back in January it was damn hot which was very different to April where I was freezing um, and it was just yeah back like from in comparison in full swing there was people absolutely everywhere i was lucky enough to be playing shows all over the place i did a few at the post office hotel um which were packed out wall to wall so it was it was absolutely unbelievable and i can't wait to do it all again in january and i also know just from talking to artists over the years that that festival in particular can provide a lot of opportunities for meeting other people whether it's potential co-writers producers musicians whatever it is did you given that that was your second festival and probably the first proper full extent festival um did you feel that that, that it was a really good place to meet other people definitely definitely and and even though i've only been to two of the festivals i will say hands down out of uh, anything else I've been to, Tamworth is the most supportive place um, amongst artists and, and, and anyone giving music a crack at the festival. It is, I think, the only festival that I've seen where you can be walking down the street and, you know, you see some of the biggest in the industry just strolling around, checking out buskers and things like that. It's just such a great place, like you said, for opportunity to meet people and create relationships because everyone is just so supportive 
um, of you getting out there and giving it a crack and showing off your original music or doing covers or whatever it may be. Um, and yeah, so I, I, you know, got the opportunity to um, meet some people that I'd only met um, online in person for the first time. There's two other um, Rodriguez girls in the country music industry, Piper Rodriguez and Kiara Rodriguez. And for the first time, we got to meet up the three of us um, in this Fairport Country Music Festival. So just things like that, you know, where it's just so great. It's like a hub of, you know, where we all come and we can finally just see each other face to face. So really good. Well, if you ever want to form a band, the three of you, the name really does suggest itself. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be too hard to find ourselves a band name. That's true. Yeah. Now, some of the people you do know are artists like Andrew Swift, Vixens of Fall and Will Day, and you've played support to each of those artists and all of those artists. Sometimes support slots can seem challenging because, um, you know, the audience doesn't necessarily know who you are, but do you tend to see them as a good challenge? Like it's an opportunity to to meet new people and play for new people? 100%. I think it is the biggest honour when another artist wants you to to play for them or open up their show because it just, you know, it's it's like you must respect that musician. Like there's respect mm-hmm. for the musician both ways in order for that sort of exchange to happen. And so, yeah, it is, it is a challenge definitely because like you said, you know, it's that artist's audience that you have to sort of, um, play to and um, introduce yourself to. So it is a little bit daunting. And especially when you've got some of the best in the business, like like the names you just said, Andrew Swift, Vixens of Fall, um, Will Day are all incredible, incredible artists. And so it's kind of living up to that standard mm-hmm. um, as you open for them. But it is it is definitely a challenge that I take with open arms because it's just, like I said, such an honour to for that artist to want to present you to their audience. So mm-hmm. it is something that I really appreciate. Now, some people are going to be discovering you for the first time in October because you are playing Groundwater on Gold Coast. That's that's pretty much your local festival, right? Pretty much, yeah. That is that is the closest. It's the shortest drive, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am so, so excited and over the moon to, to be playing that festival. It is the first time I'll be playing there. I, I've been the past couple of years to watch other artists and yeah, so to be a part of the lineup this year and see my name, little old me amongst some of the best is just baffling to me, baffling to me, but I'm so grateful. And uh, now it's uh, billed as Tyler Rodriguez band. So who is in the band with you? So um, at the moment, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names, but okay. at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> I have got a, let me do some quick math. Yeah, five-piece band. I think I just did the math quick enough. Um, but uh, middle player, bass player, lead guitarist, drummer, and myself. Um, so I'm super excited. I think it's the biggest band I will be, I have been playing with. Yeah, I think it's going to be the biggest band I've ever played with. Um, and, yeah, we're about to start working on you know sets for all that like i said earlier i'm doing heaps of writing so it's going to be lots and lots of originals in the sets and things like that so i'm just so excited i think it's going to be a brand new audience that i get to present myself to and um obviously surrounded by like i said before an incredible lineup of people so i cannot wait october can't come any sooner does it require a different kind of uh energy ramp up to play at a festival like the atmosphere is so different to playing in a in a pub or a club or anything like that so it's like there's some kind of I know there's probably not a special process you go through but I imagine you got to kind of gear up to it 
A hundred percent. Like, honestly, I think just the hype of the festival in itself kind of just leads itself to that energy naturally. Um, like there's absolutely nothing like it. And I can, again, relate it back to Tamworth where the whole vibe of the place, you've got, you're surrounded by just people that love country music and are just there to hear country music. And that in itself brings a whole lot of excitement. Um, so yeah. And then another thing is just having a band on stage with you that, that brings excitement in itself. Um, and I've had the privilege of playing with some really, really incredible musicians who just love what they do. And when the people around you love what they do and you're loving what you're doing and the audience are loving what you're doing, um, yeah, it's the energy is unmatched. Now, do you have any other festival appearances coming up for the rest of this year or are you just looking ahead to Tamworth 2024? Yeah, I am. I definitely am looking forward to Tamworth. Um, I I'm going to be making an appearance at the Hats Off to Country Music Festival as well oh. in Tamworth. So I'm going to be headed there a little earlier than January um, and I'm doing some shows there, which I can't speak too much about just yet, but, you know, they will all be announced on my social media soon enough. Fantastic. Well, I am going to Hats Off to Country, so I will be looking out for you there. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't seen you in the lineup, and that's because they haven't been announced yet, so that's good to know. Um, but, well, I'll look forward to seeing some some of your new songs live. At the moment, we have the wonderful Way Out West um, for people to listen to and your earlier singles as well. Tyler, it's been so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great chatting to you. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.